Hey there! Welcome to episode 40 of the Authors Read podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Colin Ellis, and he'll read from his book, Culture Fix How to Create a Great Place to Work. Culture Fix How to Create a Great Place to Work by Colin D. Ellis. What is culture? There is nothing more important to any organization than its culture. In his 2017 letters to shareholders, Amazon's Jeff Bezos explained, Building a culture of high standards is well worth the effort, and there are many benefits. Naturally, and most obviously, you're going to build better products and services for customers. This would be reason enough. According to accounting firm Deloitte, building a future-focused culture is the number one priority for global organizations. Yet only 19% claim that they have the right culture for success. Culture permeates absolutely everything an organization is and does, from the behavior of senior leaders in large global companies to the way a sports team trains for a game at the weekend. It dictates where people sit in a classroom, how meetings are run in an office, how decisions are made on a ship, how construction projects are delivered, how orchestras play together, and how clothes are marketed online. Culture is the thing that gets people out of bed in the morning and is often the last thing people think of before they go to bed at night. It brings people together and turns them apart. It generates optimism and can make or break a weekend or holiday. When the culture is vibrant, it's something that you want to be part of, whether you work in it or not. It's not limited to winning teams, Ivy League universities or technology titans. In a coffee shop, hair salon, design agency, doctor surgery or lecture theatre, you can sense it, feel it and touch it. It's infectious, intoxicating and electric. You ponder what it would be like to work there. You see the smile on people's faces, hear the music they're playing or the conversations they're having. You want to create a great place to work for yourself. Stagnant cultures are equally noticeable. There's little interaction between people, no laughter or human noise. It feels cold, lost, and you want to get away from there as soon as possible. Culture is not owned by anyone, as everyone gets a say in culture. A people and culture department, teacher or team manager may be the custodian of culture, but they don't get to pin a tail on it and say it's theirs. Wherever you sit in an organisational chart, whatever your length of service or performance, you get a say in culture. Because culture is the totality of everyone's behaviours, stories, beliefs, traditions, skills and habits. A large corporate organisation can employ a firm of consultants to come in and work with the senior management team to define the culture, but this exercise will always fail because A. The consultants aren't part of the culture. B. The staff who work within the culture every day can rightly reject it as not being something they agree with. And C. The whole exercise is often undermined by the fact that senior leaders don't change their own behaviours to demonstrate that this is different from what's gone before. While senior managers don't own culture, they have the power to destroy it through their actions or inactions. This is the dichotomy of culture for those who own businesses. They know it's important and they want to do something about it, but by doing nothing or by doing the wrong thing, it gets worse and results continue to suffer. This is true of sports teams that persist with a manager when the players have rejected the culture. It's true of an engineering company where one person's behaviour undermines the work of others. It's true of organisations whose leaders act unethically and expect others to do likewise. Recent examples such as those at Enron and Volkswagen are testament to this. There's a growing recognition of culture's importance because there are more and more books and blogs that talk about it. 
but too often the response is to assume that changing it is too hard and to look for quick fix solutions instead. Implement a new way of working, tear down office walls, sell a star player, restructure a company or buy new equipment. All of these initiatives could benefit the culture in the long run, but they ignore the fact that culture is ultimately about the people in it right now. As Daniel Coyle put in his book, The Culture Code, culture is a set of living relationships working towards a shared goal. It's not something you are, it's something you do. Put another way, culture is teamwork. Get your teamwork right and you have a good culture. A good culture leads to happy people. Happy people feel empowered to make decisions and to do their best work. This work leads to good results. Good results benefit the staff and the company and consequently lift the culture. Conversely, get your teamwork wrong and you have a poor culture. A poor culture leads to unhappy people. Unhappy people don't feel empowered to make decisions and inertia sets in. Targets are missed and opportunities are lost. Good staff leave and the culture suffers. I'd like to thank Colin for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!